0: This is a Soulfire production. You're listening to the Simply Be Podcast, episode number 245. Well, hello, my beautiful friends. Welcome back to the show. This is a very special episode. This is going to be a, a special episode on a lot of levels because you might hear things in the background as I'm recording this, my final night in Costa Rica and in transparency, I've recorded a couple segments and and other things for the podcast over these last three weeks that I've been here on a solo writing sabbatical for my next book, but I've recorded those segments during the day and I'm recording this currently at the tail end of the evening, right before I start packing to go home first thing tomorrow. And the thing about Costa Rica, especially where at least I'm staying, which is way up in the mountains, a lot of noises (laughs) come out at night, particularly these little like, I don't even know how to describe them, like little like squeaks, like tick, 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 you might hear them. Those are tree frogs, apparently, that like to do that all night long, but I have earplugs and they are very good earplugs, so I don't mind them. I am so happy you're here on this episode. This is an episode I have been considering recording for the last couple of days and didn't know if I was going to have the energy to get on the microphone and talk to you, but I felt called tonight to do so. And that has really been a huge lesson and theme of this experience being here in Costa Rica for three weeks by myself is following my intuition, following my body, following the flow of every minute. And it really has been such a gift to, and a privilege and a blessing and all the things to be here, to have taken three weeks out of my very busy life to be with myself on a creative writing retreat. I haven't done this extensive of a trip of solitude since I wrote B in 2019. I went to Costa Rica for three weeks then, and it's been a couple years since I've had this much uninterrupted solitude and space to be with myself. And a lot of things came up for me on this trip. It wasn't what I had thought it was going to be. And what I mean by that, it was so much more than I thought it was going to be. This trip really broke me open in a beautiful way. And it was painful and it was hard and it was challenging and it was confronting. And it was so, so transformative and I learned a lot in the loneliness. I learned a lot in the aloneness, which is different than loneliness. And so I want to unpack today this experience and what I learned from it and what you can take away from it. This is a little different than our regularly scheduled programming where we talk on the Simply Be podcast about all things personal branding and entrepreneurship and spiritual empowerment and authenticity. I mean, obviously it's a, it's always going to be a blend of those things whenever I get on the mic to some degree, but this is really to take you behind the scenes of what this trip was like and what it's like to really write a book or frankly, I think make any kind of art and pursue any kind of creative endeavor. Because notwithstanding the solitude and the aloneness and being with yourself for three weeks, making any art is going to bring up a lot of feelings and make you question your talent and abilities and yourself. And so I'll start with this trip to Costa Rica. So Costa Rica is my spot. Y'all, I will end up living here for months out of the year and time. I've just got to convince my husband to to get used to the insects and come to the jungle with me. And that's another thing I'll say is I just want to give a huge shout out to my husband and my team and just everyone in my life who really held down the fort, if you will, while I was gone to really truly go underwater and focus on writing this book and not check emails and not be on any Zoom calls and and not be reachable. I mean that takes a very special team around you to allow anyone to do that. And I don't want to not acknowledge them, especially my husband. And I actually have a chapter about this in my book, not about Costa Rica, but about being in a relationship with someone who lets you fly free, and the importance of autonomy and interdependence and trust in a romantic relationship. And I. I definitely have what I would consider a unique dynamic with Brian where he fully supports me traveling by myself for weeks at a time because of the foundation we've built. So I I want to acknowledge that I've worked really hard for that with him over the last 11 years. We've worked really hard at creating that kind of permission for one another. And we're here and... So I was able to really, truly be present with this experience because I knew I had such a powerful support system back at home. And like I said, Costa Rica is my spot, but I haven't been coming to this part of Costa Rica I've never been to this part of Costa Rica ever. This was a real rolling of the dice, a real taking a chance if this was going to be a fit. And I typically go to another part of Costa Rica called Nosara. That's where I wrote B. That's where I've hosted retreats. It's where I, I wrote the proposal for B before I even got the book deal. That part of Costa Rica is a part of me. And yet I watch that part of this country changed over these last few years. I started going in 2017. It got really commercialized and overdeveloped and just crowded. And it's a vibe and it's fun and it's a scene, but I didn't want a scene for this book. This is such a different book. And I really needed a new environment for not only quiet and, you know, peace and not a lot of distractions but for new inspiration. I really wanted to come to a place that was fresh to my psyche so that it could impact my content and soul in a different kind of way. And so I chose Uvira, Costa Rica. It is in the province of Punta Reynas. I think that's how you say it, which is a couple hours south of Guanacaste, which is where I usually stay. And so My friend Taylor, shout out to Taylor Simpson. I love that girl. She's a soul sister of mine, a fellow podcaster, a light worker. She's just an angel, and I follow her on Instagram. And she's chit chatting about Uvita all the time. And you know, you just get an intuitive hit. There was just something about the way she was talking about it, what I was seeing, is just the feeling, the intuition that I got that I had to go there, and so. I show up with, you know, me, myself and I, a bunch of suitcases, my computer, this podcast equipment, a handful of books, a journal, and you know, that's it. And I immediately become restless. I cannot get comfortable. I am so awkward being by myself (laughs) and I've traveled extensively alone. I love being alone. I go out by myself for dinner and I take myself to movies and I, I love my own company. It's not a thing until I get here and it just arises in this really big way being alone. And over the course of these few weeks, I started to really embrace the challenge. And what I mean by that is I, I cried. I journaled. I left long voice notes to my friends back at home and my husband's questioning if I made the right choice. Googling short flights to, to Nosara, thinking I should maybe leave and go there. And, and I wasn't meant to be here. I mean, it was really hard. And I just allowed myself to feel it all. Meanwhile, (laughs) I'm writing my book. (laughs) So I got my book deal. I got the offer in February. And I'm working with an incredible new publisher. And they're very amenable to when I want this book to be published in the market. And I ideally want it to come out next summer, July, August, 2024. And I have this really incredible publisher. They're super collaborative and they're like, great, that's no problem. We can totally publish your book when you want it to be published. You just need to write it in three months. (laughs) I think I had like seven or eight, maybe nine months with B. And I had written a really strong book proposal. And so I felt pretty confident that I could channel it. And I'm one of those people that when I set my mind to something, it's the double Leo, fiery, ambitious, driven you know, emotional generator, human design in me that when I put my mind to something, I, I do it. And so I started writing this book in February. The second I got the deal, I started writing, I, I time blocked, I did, you know, weekends, weekdays. I just did a huge sort of strategy with my assistant in creating all of this time for me to write. And I got through most of the book up until Costa Rica. And by the time I got here, I had five chapters left. So I was like, I'm going to finish it while I'm in Costa Rica, and I'm working with my dear friend Ria Fry. Shout out to Ria Fry, who has been by my side throughout every step of my entire author career since I wrote my first book proposal for B, and she's really been my coach. And she's, I could not be doing this whole thing without her. And if you're listening, Ria, I love you. And she tells me, write forward, don't go back. When you get to Costa Rica, write forward. Just continue writing the book and i hadn't touched my book honestly in about 3 weeks because i hosted a, a retreat in nashville and i'm hosting another one in santa fe in october so hopefully you check the link in the show notes and learn more about how you can join me in santa fe in october and then i had done just a handful of other things kind of leaving nashville getting ready for this trip and i just was away from the book for weeks so i get to costa rica and i take ria's advice and i start to write forward and remember that I'm in this deep state of discomfort and like awkward turtle going around town. I can't get the driving down. It's a really crazy ride up a mountain to get to my hotel. The drivers in Costa Rica are crazy. I'm used to riding an ATV, scooting around Guiones and Nosara, like super easy, super flat. This is a whole different world. I don't know the lay of the land. I don't know which coffee shop I like to go to. This one has air conditioning, but it doesn't have a close bathroom. This one has air conditioning, but it's freezing and I don't like how I feel in there. This one doesn't have anything gluten-free. I'm like trying to get my bearings and ground and write this book and I'm in the midst of this manuscript and I just hate everything that I'm writing. And I'm like, I don't know if this is good. I don't know if this is brilliant. I don't know if this is shit. I'm just writing. It's just pouring out of me. I would never compare myself in actuality to like Jackson Pollock because he's prolific, but you know, just throwing fucking paint at the canvas. Like that's how it felt. Just, it was no rhyme or reason. I had obviously direction structure in my mind of where I was going with each chapter, but it wasn't, it wasn't coming from a place of groundedness. It was really coming from a place of chaos in a sense in my mind, writing it, but I just kept trusting that what I was putting down on paper was at least worth something because I was getting it down on paper. And I come to the second to last chapter of the book and I don't know how to finish it because I had been writing forward starting chapter, I don't know, eight, nine, 10, 11, I had kind of forgotten what I said in chapters one, two, three, and four, and five, and six. So I decided I'm not going to finish this book, this final chapter in this moment. I'm going to actually take a break, go to the beach, spend some days off of my computer, and play and be with myself in a way that feels light. And I learned that we do find our best, most creative ideas when we're not sitting in front of the canvas. When we are dancing, I went to an ecstatic dance party. When we strike up conversations with strangers in coffee shops, which I started finding enough courage to do around town. When we make dinner plans with the friend we just met and they're bringing a whole bunch of other friends to dinner and you just show up by yourself as the solo girl and strike up conversation and make new connections. When you take a hike in the jungle by yourself to a waterfall, these are all obviously I get extreme sort of circumstances because I'm in Costa Rica and it's, you know, a trip. It's, it's a luxury. It's, it's rare. I get that. But we all sit in front of our proverbial canvases, our computers, our work, our products, our teams, our launches, and we can get so sucked in. And I came here and I just let myself get sucked in right away. And it was around halfway through the trip that I actually found this incredible medicine woman, this young woman who served me Cambo and I can go on and on about plant medicines and the importance of finding healers who are in integrity and really have your highest, best interest of healing at heart. Plant medicines, I'm always reticent to talk about plant medicines on my show, even though I often do, because there's such an overglorification of them and they're trendy. And I've had some really, unfortunately, bad experiences with them because I wasn't with integrous, empowered, healed healers for my own healing but for you know their own their own dark stuff they were working out on me and so I just really want to encourage you all whoever is listening in if you were to explore plant medicine in the world of them that you really maintain your sovereignty and do your research and so I found this young woman we zoomed a few times I felt into her energy she felt into mine and It was a match. It was a clear yes for both of us. It was very aligned. And she served me Cambo, which is a frog venom (laughs) plant medicine that is placed on open gates, sort of these cuts, if you will, on your skin. It sounds a lot more painful than it is. And it moves through your body. It's a purge. You throw up, you let it come out the other side, whatever's needed. Your body releases what is called Penama which is dark, stagnant, dense energy, both in physical and energetic form. And it's a 20 minute experience. It's intense, but it's not very long. And you literally feel, if you work with the right practitioner and you prepare correctly, you feel like a million dollars (laughs) when you're done. You feel like a billion dollars when you're done. And so that happened halfway through the trip, meeting Christina, my healer. And I really finally felt present to this place called Uvita. And I went back into my book right around this time. And I started, you know, reading from the top and soaking in it, soaking in it, soaking in it. And I was tweaking the chapters that I had written, you know, a couple months ago. And then I got to the chapters that I had written while being here, when I felt like all Jackson Pollock, just throwing splatter paint at my computer. And it was really strong. And I share this part of this story because we all have imposter syndrome. We all doubt ourselves. We all question how good we are at the thing we say we are. Not maybe all the time, but But sometimes, and especially when the stakes are high and you're you're creating something new and you're birthing something new, a lot can come up. And what I was able to receive in reading back my own work is an offering for for you. You have come so far, you have done. The work. You are where you are because of who you are. It is innate in your DNA. The gifts that you have. And being you and doing you is the most natural thing in the world. It's sort of like the Malcolm Gladwell, 10,000 hours philosophy. Like you've done the thing enough to know that, you know, you can do it because you've done it enough to know you can. That is something we forget. At least I did. That's what this trip of the many things that it taught me was that I've, I've got me, I've got it. I don't have to push so hard. I don't have to beat myself up so badly. I don't have to question myself so deeply. I can just express it. And it's enough. Because I've done the work to get here in the first place. Back to loneliness. There's a... Sweetness in being alone. When you really move through the eye of the needle and you don't book the plane ticket to go to where you thought you should have gone, and you put down the phone and you stop diatribing voice notes to your husband about how lonely you feel, when you allow yourself to cry, when you move through the exquisite pain that it is to be with yourself. You get to the other side of that. There is an exquisite joy, unlike any thing you will ever feel. I do have a chapter in my book on relationships. It's a very different book than my first one. Spoiler and. It's a whole chapter on romantic relationships and how we find the one. And the answer is you're the one. You're always going to be the one, whether you're in a relationship or not, whether you're on a vacation with your partner or not. You are the greatest love of your life. And we get so caught up in the busyness of life romantic relationships notwithstanding that we miss the magic of the greatest relationship you'll ever have the greatest love affair you will ever have in your life and that's with you and I'm sad tonight I'm ready to go home I miss my husband I miss my dogs I miss my team I miss not having to worry about big fucking spiders crawling through my room I miss a lot of things, but I'm really sad to close this experience because I don't know when I'm going to get an experience like this again. I certainly can take myself to the movies or out to a dinner date or on a long walk alone. I get that. But to really sit in the silence of my own presence for three uninterrupted weeks. Was so powerful. And it gave me the space to write this book that isn't coming out for another year. But I feel so clear that it's the greatest thing I've done. <laughs> it's what I meant to do. And I couldn't have written it from a place of distraction. I couldn't have written it from a place of saturation. I needed emptiness to find this voice, to find the trust, I should say, in my voice. So I want to just end by leaving you with just a couple tiny little caveats of loneliness, aloneness, and finding your creative flow. I realized in the beginning of this trip, I stayed at this beautiful hotel. I'm going to link it in the show notes. It's called Rancho Pacifico. It's the number one ranked hotel in Uvida. It is By far, I have traveled extensively all over the world. I've been to 35 countries. I'm an avid traveler. This has by far been one of the top hotel experiences I've ever had in my life. And it all has to do with their staff. I mean, it is a beautiful property, just incredible food, insane views, the whole kit and caboodle. But the staff, the customer experience at this hotel was unlike anything I've ever experienced in my life. But I will say that I got here and I couldn't, I couldn't get happy. I couldn't feel settled. I wasn't grounded and I wasn't enjoying myself. And I felt so guilty because I'm like, look at where you are. This is such a blessing. You should be so grateful. You should be so grateful, Jessica. You're just such a bad person that you're not even enjoying this because you should be grateful. And I realized that you can be grateful and it doesn't mean you're happy. You have to move through the dark, you have to transmute, you have to alchemize by feeling the unhappy to get happy. You can still be grateful, but grateful isn't a pill you swallow that just makes you happy all of a sudden. And I realized that being here. I also wanna say that when you are alone, it makes you appreciate humanity. (laughs) Not just your own, but in others. You have more space to make eye contact with your server. You can strike up a conversation with the girl who works at the boutique you love to go to. You can strike up a conversation with the girl at the coffee shop behind the counter. You're just observing people and their humanity, even if you interact with them or not. It was one of my favorite things about this trip because I didn't have anyone to talk to (laughs) for the most part, except the service staff and whatnot. It made me more present to the people around me and to not take any of it for granted. We live in our tunnel vision, myopic go, go, go lives and interact with just the people we typically interact with. And that's, we call it a day. And there's just so much more humanity to witness. Yes. Being alone in the jungle, you can witness the birds and the trees and the tree frogs that you can probably still hear and the spiders (laughs) and all of the things and hear the howler monkeys. It is a magical place. Costa Rica, even the spiders, they're magical, but it's the human species that is the most fascinating and complex and touching to witness. And so, thank you for letting me show my humanity tonight. Thank you for, or t- today, or whenever you're listening to this, I'm recording this tonight. I got to start packing. But thank you for being a witness to this episode with your ears at least, and for. Being on this journey with me, I hope that these lessons on loneliness encourage you more than anything to find the courage to be alone. And when you arrive there, to meet yourself there and trust who you find. Because she's fucking talented and powerful and needed. I'm talking to you. All right, my beautiful friends, thank you so much for being here on this episode. And I will see you on the next episode of the Simply Be podcast. Bye, guys.